Oh no, now the knee, oh, what, well that was it. Manu, what's he done there? He sold the dummy with a knee injury. It's a fake knee injury. That is set up and thrown for Momorowski. It's the next tackle, he gets an offload, he goes back and gets the football, probably feels a cramp coming on in the back of his calf, and then just takes <laughs> off. Oh, what a beauty. So, you pick which has been the better moment. The bloke kicking the ball back from the traffic at the southern end, or Manu, the cramp, the fibber, and takes off to set up a trial. Uh, welcome back, ladies and gents, to our final episode of the NRL Supercoach Tragics podcast. I'm your host, Dan, here with Glenn for the, I guess, the 2023 wrap-up, mate. Um, how'd you go this season, mate? Yeah, well, so I did a Manu. I um, waited <laughs> till the last round to, you know, held my knee all the way through the season and then popped up 4K in the last round, but I still ended up around 11K, so it was a bad season for me, bro. And I just couldn't wait for it to end. But the, I, the last round, I popped up four Ks. I went up four K with a one thousand one hundred and sixty-six. So it's a good ending, I guess. Which is probably a representative of the side I had. All the players that were out that I should own were probably the ones that I I didn't, <laughs> or all the ones that were left out. So yeah, it's exactly <laughs> right. Happened to me. I had all the ones that you should have owned, and then all of a sudden they all got rested. So uh, yeah. I I blame the Dolphins for me falling out of the um the top 1,000 due to yeah. the fact if it wasn't for them being in the comp, there wouldn't have been around 27 and I would have been in top 1,000. So, <laughs> so I, like I need another reason to not like the Dolphins. I now have a, another reason for that. So, But I, I was really like actually – I only had eight players in the end. I started off after TLT, I had 11 players. And then they just oh. kept dropping and dropping and dropping. Um, two weeks before that, I had 23 players available. So um wasn't overly happy with the result. But the players that I did have, God, they scored good. Um, eight players and still got 800 points. So I'm pretty happy with that result when you think about it. Um, and I didn't even captain Cleary. I, I, I looped the Saka and then he dropped down on quite a few points towards the end. Um, but yeah, I think the last game as well, I had um, Tarpany didn't score too well. But before that last game, my lowest score was 88 and that was Cookie. So I was pretty happy with the players that I did have. But went from 749th down to 1490 in one round. So... No wow. socks for Dan this year. No socks. Well, I, no, I had 14 players. Oh, sorry, mate. I had 14 players and one of them was Mole, so I got 11. But the other one was Katara on the bench and I thought, well, there's another 20 points. And he ended yeah. up getting 88 points. I was like, yeehaw. And then mm. I captained Cleary and, um, yeah, like you, every other player I had, like, went big, like, really well. You know, I had Azarko. Mm. Tarpany was my lowest scorer after Mole. So, yeah, it was a fairly good round for me. But, look, it's over. We got the BBL coming up soon. A few of us are going to muck around with NBL, but I don't really give a crap about it. But BBL, I do. We always do well in BBL. Um, yeah. So make sure if you're listening now, you get on our podcast for our BBL because that that's one that I I have done well the last five years. I've done good in NRL too. I just want you to know, just not two years. <laughs> yeah, no, no one believes you, mate. No one believes you. <laughs> they know. They've, they've been around long enough. Yeah. I had a great yeah. message me today and he goes, oh, great win in Tragics, bro, and great win in the BJ Cup. And I was like, okay. Uh, yeah, we must wrong, be talking about Glenn. Yeah, wrong Glenn, brother. 
Yeah, no, I will say as well. So, um, not everyone does podcasts for BBL, um, but we are one of the guys that do podcasts, and the Off the Bench Boys um, are doing one as well. So, if you want any insights there and um, listen to some, guess, good, decent content for BBL, um, there's two there. I know, and I'm pretty sure Playbook do a really good one as well. So, yeah, Playbook do BBL. Yeah, yeah, yeah awesome. You can subscribe to Playbook as well. Um, Timmy has a chat going. I'm subscribed in it in the um, WhatsApp. Yep, that's it. All right, so you've heard how we went for the season. Well, let's hear how everyone else went. All righty, so our overall winner in the Tragics overall group. Congratulations to Here Come the Bears, Glenn, mate. Fifth overall, an amazing achievement. You did a great job. Um, I know you were fourth last week, but still managed to stay in the top 10 there. So nice personalized tracksuit coming your way. And I believe Brod has already reached out to him and he's sending the um, Supercoach Championship ring as well. So congratulations there, mate. Um, keep in touch with Brod there for our cash comps next year as well. I believe you get a free entry into one of those as well. So well done. Uh, yeah, Glenn, uh, Andrew Jones Cup. Let's talk about results for Andrew Jones Cup. Yeah, so as you know, we run the Andrew Cop- Jones Cup every year. We get five players per team, and we had 70 runners this year, 70 players. So it was a big comp. It was a lot to do, but it was good. So Secret Society, they came out flying from the gates, and they didn't stop from beginning to end. So well done to Secret Society. Last of Us, they moved up the table and ended up in second place, followed by Supercoach Experience. Uh, Tragics just overtook Herbie's at the last hurdle. I just wanted to throw that little jab in. <laughs> yeah. It's Dolphins' fault. Dolphins' fault. <laughs> it's all the Dolphins, mate. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's literally so little the points in it, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, it's nearly a thousand points. Yeah, that'd be all the Dolphins, mate. Yeah, it's a Dolphin. Absolutely. <laughs> a dolphin. It's Kane's fault. Yeah. yeah, it's Kane's fault. We'll blame Kane again. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, great result there. I know one thing, there was an ongoing joke at the start of the season that the last of us happened to be ironic because they were in last place for quite some time. So yeah. unbelievable effort from those boys to get up and come into second place. Well done to those guys. Yeah, they had a great finish. I've seen a few dropping down. Like off the bench finish just above us in Supercoach Playbook. And then you had Herbie's Supercoach 360, Supercoach Hub. War Room, Muted Monsters, Stragglers, and then Canterbury Panthers. Um, so it was a great comp, man. It's good fun. And we're going to run one for BBL as well. It won't be as large as it is with NRL because it's just so much more to do. Um, you know, many more days we've got to score. So I'll probably run 10 teams and um, hopefully get a few people help me with the scoring. Yeah, it gets pretty intense, that scoring, doing it all manually. So... Um, yeah. If it does, if, if if you are in that comp and it does come out a couple of days late, please be uh, patient with us. We we do have jobs, <laughs> and it can it's be very right. tedious. So, and I've been incredibly busy. So I've never had the busyness that I've had of late. So the last four months, I've been really tied up. Mm. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, one one on announcement I want to make as well. Um, Broad, uh, who runs our cash comps with myself and Aaron, um, I think. We've just officially paid out over the, the last, I think it's four years we've been doing cash comps together. We've officially paid out over $150,000 in cash comps. Wow. So massive effort there just to prove that, just to, just to prove that we are the safest option there 
all cash. Is that NRL only or BBL and NRL? Uh, mixture, mixture of BBL and NRL, but uh, NRL, we normally get around the $30,000. Geez, Ty would have took a fair chunk last year, wouldn't he? Mate, I think um, Ty's going to send us broke, mate. I think so in BBL. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah. Alrighty, uh, that's enough super coach talk for the season. I think we'll move on to some NRL talk. So, the game. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble! Just because we haven't got a decent structure this week doesn't mean I'm not pushing my buttons, my magic buttons, all those cool sounds. So let's get started on Friday night. We have a cracking game, I think. Broncos versus the Storm. I'm looking forward to watching this one there, Glenn. Mate, what are your thoughts? How do you think it's going to play out? Yeah, I think the Storm are coming good at the right time of the year. And uh, I personally think the Storm are too strong for the Broncos. But, look, it wouldn't surprise me one little bit if Broncos found form. I mean, we know that they've lost 14 in a row, Storm, but I'm not one for hoodoos. Uh, this is finals. This is different football. I just think the strength, I mean, you know, especially if they bring on um, Ryan Pappenhaus, you know, you've got Grant, Munster, Hughes, it's just a, a, a gun spine. But, geez, Walsh, Mann and Adam Reynolds this year have put up a pretty good um, season as well. So, look. This is going to be a cracking game of football, mate. I'm really looking forward to it. Look, they all are, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will, I will say one thing as well. So often this year, we've been doubting the Broncos. When are they going to fall off? Because every single year, they start strong and they fall off the wagon. Uh, and every single week, I'm like, nah, this is where they're going to fall off. This is and we, I just keep doubting them. I am backing them 100% this time. I think the Broncos get it done. I reckon it's going to be a close game, but I reckon Broncos are going to win. I think... Um, I think A-Ray, a um, bit more classy than Hughes when it comes to those finishing touches of a game. So I think um, A-Ray, I reckon it could be a one-point game with a field goal from A-Ray. Yeah, I definitely think that they've got more strike in the in the yeah. Broncos. And I and I do like A-Ray's kicking game. I think it, it's on, uh, you know, it's on point. It'll be an interesting game. I'm really looking forward to this game. I really am. I just think it's going to be a great game. Um, game of football. I just think the Storm, I personally, uh, just so I wanted to say, I don't know if you remember two years ago in the uh, chat to Brod when the Broncos were struggling, right? And mm. I actually said to him, there's a, a bloody good football side there, mate. I said, on paper, that's a really good football side. I don't know if you remember me saying they needed a fullback and they needed a 5'8". Mm. And uh, Ezra Mann played the year I said that. And um, it might have been the year before with Sullivan. I kept saying they needed to play SOS, if you remember rightly. But I, I said they have the nucleus of an absolute good football side there they just need to gel and this year they have you know I, look I'm not a fan of Walters as a coach but I think that he's done a phenomenal job this year and probably get the coach of the year you reckon mate but I, I say you're on Broncos I'm on Storm guys I actually think Storm uh the big game experience is where I think that they win it it's just that they've been in this before the Broncos you know a bit new to the table it's at home for the Broncos gives them a little bit of a, a leg up yeah um Probably, to, in my opinion, this is probably going to be the closest game of the week, I think. Um, and I'm looking forward. It's going to be a great way to kick off the final series. So, um, like I said, I, I am backing in the Broncos to win, but I'm also not going to be surprised if they don't win. So, But I'm um, looking forward to the game anyway. Um, and Saturday night, we've got Panthers versus the Warriors. I know it's a Panthers home. Warriors have been defending quite well. Uh, I just don't see them getting this one done, but they get a spare, they get another week if they keep going. So, uh, clearly impressed me last week, and so did Cogger. 
Uh, I, look, I think the Panthers will win this game, and I think they'll win it comfortably. However, I do believe the Warriors, if they play the right kind of football, can trouble the Panthers. You saw how Parramatta done it, and uh, if they, a few offloads. They play a very up-the-middle kind of rugby league, and uh, and if they can stick to playing that up-the-middle kind of football and get uh, jo- uh, Sean Johnson off the back foot, who is a big-game player, uh, who's had a great season, look, I think the Panthers run away with it late. They'll just str- strangle the Warriors. And uh, and eventually they'll run away with it late, late. Yeah, I think um I think you're right. Parramatta, their offload game is. I think they got the most offloads in any team this year, and there that seems to be the key to unlocking the second phase play. Is what seems to be the key that puts us on our back foot, uh, Panthers. That is, and um, I think with AFB in there offloading, I think you get a few offloads from ta- um from Tofu as well. I think um. Yeah, definitely could struggle at the start, but I think there's just there's just too much class in that Penrith team. I the amount of times that we've let the first try come in, and then I'm I'm watching the game, I'm not even worried because we just finished the games off so strong. So um, I'm not sure what it is. Is that the Michael Jordan's? It's like that Michael Jordan magic stuff in the dressing room at half time, and they had that in Space Jam, and he has that. They have a nice drink of the Michael Jordan's magic stuff, and then all of a sudden they come out and just a different team. So. Remember the Broncos of the late 80s and early 90s, you know, they was, used to be the same. You just, they used to always find a way to win at the end. And just on that, I think that that's the chance to beat both Storm and Panthers, right? They both play a very condensed defence and they both move up very quick in the line, right? And they move across. Where, mm-hmm. where that can come unstuck is where those teams that do offload the ball and create that second phase. Because what that does when you rush up is it creates an overlap. Uh, when you when you get that second phase play because play is coming in, you know. So, I think both those sides really need to um, chance their chance their hands to win those games, but specifically is more so than the Broncos. Yeah, definitely. Uh, all right, game two Saturday night. We've got the Sharks versus the Roosters. This is one that I actually can't really predict. I feel like um, you don't know which team's turning up because the Sharks can. I, I just, I think, I feel like the Roosters are going to win this. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty yeah. confident the Roosters are going to win this. Yeah. I, I look, they've found form at the right time of the year, and, and I'm actually excited by the Roosters because, as you know, I have a bet for the Pampers and the Roosters. Either one of them wins the grand final, I win a thousand bucks. So yeah. they could make the grand final together. That would just be poetic. <laughs> um, you know, they've got on paper the uh, Roosters have a, a cracking side, but and again, like the Storm, they're finding form at the right end of the side. But where the two that really stood out to me last week was Kiri and Walker. I think mm. Walker's actually taken the pressure off Kiri a bit. And um, yeah, and so, but the Sharks are capable. I just still think that that Hines needs to straighten up, mate. I, I know that people love him and I love him too. He's a beautiful kid and he's got all the things we love about a footballer for super coach. But for actual rugby league, I think he crabs too much, mate, and his errors. He's got a few too many of them in the game. And I think that's what's going to cost them this round. Yeah, 100% I agree with that. I think, um, I think, I, I think I, I, like I said, this is like the first game. I think I think the Roosters win, but it would not surprise me to see the Sharks come home with this as well. I think the Sharks can put on a big score when they want to as well. And and they haven't been doing so so much this year, but they can defend. They haven't been ideal this year because I know they're um, it's a very de- defensive coach side. Um, so uh, I feel like that they, they just haven't been as on point with their defence as they were. Last year, they were solid in defence. This year, they're focused more on their attack, it looks like, and they've been doing quite well, but hasn't really come across with... They're, they're getting big scores and still losing, so... 
Yeah, their problem for me are their backs, the way they move up in defence. Uh, they tend to leave, um, you know, they run, the centre tends to move up and both centres tend to move up too quickly and the winger doesn't move up with them. And uh, and I just see um, I, I just see the Roosters winning it. I really do. <laughs> All right. Uh, this game here was probably the easiest one, in my opinion, to pick. Um, I think Knights come home with this quite strong. Your thoughts? That's exactly how I see it. As long as Ponga plays the game out, I still think that they're capable of winning without Ponga. But I think more so with Ponga. If Ponga has a big game, I, I don't think they just win. I think they win well. I think the Raiders will start off for the first 20 minutes in a very physical game. They could even score first. So if you're looking for a first try scorer, it could be a Raider. Um, and, and it's interesting, Schiller's been named. But anyway, I, I but I, I agree with you. I think the Raiders too big, too strong. And I think on that left side, Caleb Ponga and... Uh, Yeah, I think I just lost you for a little bit there, mate. I can't quite hear you. Um, good old technical issues, I think. Oh, good old going live and losing service. Great option. Uh, well, one thing I will say is I actually... Um, I, love, I love your comments before about the first try scorer. I actually, for this game... I think, I think you're back now, Glenn. I can hear you now. Uh, I, yep. I think for this game, uh, I like Whiten as first try scorer. Uh, I really like that. Uh, I think that's centre, in that centre spot there. And he is, is – love to hate him, whatever you want. He's a, a contender. He's yep. a competitor. He just wants to play. He's on a, he's never going to stop. That could be down by 40, and he's still going to play as hard as he can. So I feel like uh, I would not. I would back him for first try scorer. I like the idea of yeah, that Yeah, him or Rapana. I think Rapana could be an option as well. But I agree with you. I think they will score first try. But as I what I said a second ago before it cut out, I just think that Bradman, Best, Marzu, and Ponga will have a day out on that left edge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Totally agree with that. Yeah. Alrighty, so that's the games all this week. So we haven't been gone for very long. So let's come up with a few questions um, for next year. Do you have any idea who? Okay, oh, here's I'll put you on the spot here, Glenn. I'll put myself on the spot too. Um, first pick next year. Who, just going off the knowledge we know now. Geez, I, I like Caelan Ponga. I just think you know a lot of people probably won't touch him. They'll go the Teddy Turbo Pappenhausen Mitchell combo, and I just really like that that option. Um, Cleary will be my first pick. He'll always be my first pick. I mean, Cleary's just consistent. Um, but the draw plays a big part in it, mate. Yeah. You know, and 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 there'll be a few. Like, I'll tell you who will probably be my first pick. Like, your first pick should always be actually the cheapies. And there'll yeah. be a couple up and comers that'll come in next week. So Howarth from Melbourne, the young centre. I can't remember how you say his name. That scored the two tries last week. He gets a crack in first grade next year. He's a must-have. Uh, not not just the two tries he scored. His base, everything about that kid. Scream super coach. So, you know, there's a few out there. Oh, that young fullback. Um, yeah. Um, no, the left center. Okay. There was a, had a fullback that played for a little bit. I'm pretty sure. Or the one that's, oh, he's, a he's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a natural fullback. That's probably where the confusion lies. He's a natural. Oh, fullback. Yeah, gotcha. So, gotcha. but you know, I, I honestly, that have, he's like, um, just a firecracker. Like, he's, He's kind of like that guy you just want in your team. It's like how Ezra Mam came on the scene with his uh, kind of uh, his flair and his brilliance there, and I feel like he kind of had that same impact on his in his debut. And I think um, they got to find a spot for him. I think uh, there's a few older older players out there in the centres now that might be getting dropped because of someone like him. 
absolutely. There'll be a few changes around in different positions next year, a few players retiring out. The one thing I'm going to do next year, so I had five years in a row, as you remember, where I really did well. You know, I had a, I was in top 1,000 every year, and I used to always say I only go for top 100. The, the strategy that I changed the last two years was I, I didn't stack the pack, but I stacked the back. And um, for some reason, because there was a lot of things sticking out, so that next year I'm going back to the stack the pack mentality. Um, I'll be stacking my top. And, uh, mm-hmm. and running cheapies at the back, like the old strategy I used to use. I spent yeah. way too much down the bottom this year, and uh, and I didn't jump on. The, I, t- I kept saying them every week, the opportunities to jump on, and then didn't do it myself, you know, like Aiden Fanua Blake and Sean Johnson, different players that popped up at different intervals that I mentioned, <laughs> and then didn't jump on the bus, you know. Yeah, just looking at the com- looking at the comments now, and it's uh far longo is the guy. Far longo, thanks yeah. guys. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> always appreciate yeah. that feedback in the in the feed section. So that's great. Um, yeah, no, I agree. But I, I was literally one of the things I was going to answer that question with at the start was who would my first pick be, and my first answer was depends on what the draw is going to be. But I really like Ponga as my first pick as well. I was thinking the exact same thing. I love yeah. Ponga. So, um, but. And because I feel like, yeah, yeah, right. There's so many options in different positions, though. You got to think like you got to like say there's probably four or five fullbacks you can pick comfortably. How many halfbacks you yeah. gonna have that you can pick comfortably and stay home with? So that's another one as well. So, yeah. Um. All right. One other question I got for you. Let's think about uh, our season that was. Think of the best thing you've done this year, and also the thing you regret doing this year. Regret doing or not doing? So I regret or not, not doing, yeah, yeah. I regret not bringing Aiden Fanua Blake. Mm. I regret bringing Ponga in one round too early, but it was one of my best trades, bringing Ponga in. I started Lockie Miller and sold him too early, and I sold Holmes too early. So they were four things that really impacted my season. They're only little things. I mean, 10K is not – I'm only 300K behind uh, – 300 points behind people that were in the top 1,000. So it's a lot, mm. not a lot of difference. You know, but those little things really impacted me. And and Aiden Fanua Blake went on a run of tries for quite a while. Um, the week I told you to get him, I was going to get him, and I had this late change of mind to get Tarpany based on buys, right? And um, so that that would be those ones, mate. Oh, and getting Not- Cook and Grant, I had them all year, and I kind of regret that. Yeah, that that was the one that's um. I just think the hooker position wasn't not consistent enough this year. You could have almost saved money and gone a Braley and a Nicarima, you know what I mean? And and also been yeah. So it's something to think about for next year as well. Um my I had three players that I just didn't own all year. And I brought him in. I brought Walsh was one of them, and I brought him in for the head to head final. So um but yeah. I I didn't have them all year. I had there was Buller, there was Reese Walsh. And there was another guy that everyone had, and I can't remember for the life of me, but I was always dreading not... Yeah, Marzu for me. Yeah, Marzu was the other one. I never got him. Yeah, I, just... I had Buller and Walsh. I started the yeah. season with Walsh, even though I knew he missed the first. I thought that was a good play by me. And I had Lockie mm. Miller and I had... Um, no, I actually went Lockie Miller to Walsh. So mm. it didn't hurt me. I actually... It's, I, he was still scoring as well, if not better. He was a high-scoring fullback. But I, I did it wrong. I wished I had used another method to have gotten Walsh and uh, by selling Miller way too early. I think um, the biggest, uh, the best thing I did all year, and it was more of a strategy thing, was I started off with pretty 
uh, weak-ish forwards. Like I had Hass, I guess. Um, yeah. But I had the mid-range forwards. And my first goal was to turn those mid-range forwards into gun forwards. Once yeah. that's done, then I've set them for the rest of the season. That was it. It was over. I think um, yeah. it was when I brought in um, Aiden Vanilla Blake, my forward pack, and I mean forward pack, I mean second row and front row, were set. Um, yeah, and that's then, where you get the points, mate. Yeah. And then I, when I did that, really? I then all I could do was work on my backs. So I know that's all I needed to do was go back and forth, and I could go from, I went from Valentine Holmes to, um, I think it was Joey Manu right before he yeah. went on his run. And I feel like I did, like, when he went to 5 8. So I think I made some good decisions there uh, with that, I guess, the strategy, I guess. So, but, my, my um, true, sorry, there you go. I was just going to say my true tried and true um, method that works for me very well in the years that I got in the top hundred was that I went, I stacked the pack. Like I actually went money on my front row and in my second row at hooker, halfback, five, eight, and then fullback. Right. And mm. the backs were all light. And then at the second half of the season, I used to get seven second center wingers because center wingers score better on after the buy rounds. Like when the buy rounds end and you're on the run home, all the sides are starting to gel now. All the points are coming. So then you can afford to drop off a couple of them second rowers and your third front rower and invest into that, um, you know, the key, the keys, you know, like the spine and the and the center wings. And, and it's worked for me every year. And the last two years, I haven't done that, Dano, and I'm going back to it next year. No matter what anyone says, that's what I'm doing. That's my plan. So if you're listening to us, trust me on it. Hmm. Yeah, it's funny because I'm, I, I, the year I did really good, it was the year I did the opposite of that. It was, yeah, yeah, uh, no, that was uh, the year that everyone went bad that was a good player. I'm not bagging yeah. you, but I'm just saying that was the year all <laughs> the good players went bad. And, um, and then the next year was when the year was insane. Remember, we were getting like 1,700 scores the year after that. Oh, yeah, that was crazy, yeah. <laughs> but um, I remember yeah, you did that, you did well. Yeah, I started off in 2020, 2020 it was, yeah. I started off in um with Mansour, who was a pretty high-priced gun at the time, and yeah. Nofaluma, who was also a very high-priced center wing. And the whole that was in the center wing, that's what I started with. And I'm like, couldn't believe that. And I think uh, round one, I was 498th. And I never yeah. left the top 500 the entire year. So What um, worked for you this year, Dan, was that you had your pack stacked, right? You had yeah. Hash, you had Aiden Fleur-Blake, you had Tarpany, you had the Shalot, right? So your top was set. And then you were able to fuck, mess around, sorry, with the with the back and get mm. those points when they were on offer by matchups. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the way you do it, man. And, and, like, I mean, the way that year you did do well, like, that's sometimes how you win. The way Tim won. Was yeah. when I watched him play the year he played, every move he made, I would not have done any of them. Like, like not any, but a lot of the moves he made were just insane. And that's what wins your super coach, right? Insanity. <laughs> Sometimes it's the insane stuff to get you, right? You're not going to win by doing what everyone else does. So, 100% agree with that. 100%. Yeah. Well, I think what, what was Timmy's big move that year, anyone? He brought in Billy Kicks. Billy yeah, Kicks. Kicks. Everyone Kicks. was avoiding him, and Billy Kicks went on a tear, and it was just so good. Oh, it was so good to watch. <laughs> Timmy and I were the same. We played each other right around 13, and we had two players a difference. And the difference was kick-out. He bought in mm. kick-out, and he had some other insane one as well. <laughs> and they, he just kicked on. He just, you know, he kicked on. He had a, you know. That, the Supercoach Experience boys have actually had two very good years because I play them in the Immortals. Mm. And, like, we've won the Immortals several times, um, my little group of guys. But they've won the last two and won them comfortably. 
and the Andrew Johns Cup. They Well, I'm a little dirty on how they got up there in the Andrew Johns Cup because they did a mid-season swap <laughs> this year and they bought in 2GB who came third. Like, uh, And the player they tucked out was like at the bottom of our group. So, <laughs> but we love that's uh, all good, all good, all good. Uh, all right, that pretty much wraps up our season nice and neatly, I guess. Um, good way to get look, looking forward to starting next season. But before then, uh, we are going to get our BBL content up and running. So I believe the first game is early December, I'm pretty sure. 13th. Is that correct? Yeah, 13th. Yeah, yeah. So I think I'm pretty sure it's actually first game in Canberra. They opened it in Canberra yeah. last year too. So yeah. uh, might, might have to head over and watch that, kick it off. So yeah. We'll, we'll or, start about three weeks before. Yeah, go through the team, go for the teams. The draft's been done now, so um, yeah, we can go through the teams and see what kind of players we'll go for. The draw, more specifically, is yeah. very, very important. That's the that's the biggest key, I believe, in, in BBL is going for that draw, getting the buyers, getting double gamers. Um, but yeah, we'll go for that. And for, but like I've always done well in BBL, as you know, we all we all do well in BBL actually. And Ty's never been not top 100. I mean, he's been mm. phenomenal, had a nine, but. The thing that I like about BBL is that um, I don't just look at the first. A lot of people just build for that big first game and they don't have their bench done right. And if you mm. really utilise the buys uh, properly and, like, you use your bench in the first game, you can bring in those buy round players and replace players on the field to grab your scores on the bench and you can get a yeah. really good kickoff and still be planning for two, three and four. You know, it's, it's about planning ahead in that one, really, really is. Yeah, definitely looking forward to that. And I Absolutely. might have a little, might have a little dab at the NBL as well. I have no, I put together a team um, last week, and I'm like, I've never heard of any of these players. I've never watched an NBL game. Like, <laughs> so I, I don't, I don't mind watching basketball. I'll gladly watch basketball and enjoy it. Um, I guess it's a great way to get involved in in watching a sport that I haven't watched before. Yeah, I joined the soccer and I made a team. Scored all right for the first one, even though I missed half of it. And then I thought, I hate soccer, man. I'm just not doing this. <laughs> and then I made an NBL side, and I'm not 100% sure I'm going to commit to that either, Dan. But BBL, I love BBL. I love I, – I like – you do well in a game – in a uh, super coach when you enjoy the sport, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Awesome. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in this season, and we'll look forward to seeing everyone um, before BBL starts. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone that's joined our page this year. See you at BBL. You're off, Dano.